Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast i'm danny sheriff your host certified fertility awareness practitioner functional nutrition counselor and founder of the ha society and of course an ha recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Hey guys, welcome back to the AJ podcast. Exciting day today because there's three of us and I know you guys love um, conversation. So it's between, oh no, between people. Can you guys hear me still? Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's something happened to my microphone now. It like switches between the two different microphones. Oh, you're yeah. You're okay. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so Ashley's here with me. Hello. Hey, hey. And Mishi is here with us too. Welcome. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited. Yes. Mishi's um recently joined our team. She, well, she's been on the team for a while. Definitely like since last year, right? Yeah. If I can, yeah, I think maybe it's, has it been like eight months? Just like in the background doing random things mostly doing um oh my gosh like instagram so yeah social media (laughs) stuff for us um and like random things here and there but bringing her um up into the coaching stuff also um slowly but surely which is really exciting and she's in the practitioner certification too and we just finished um a whole like two hour class (laughs) Yeah, so we might be a little, our brains might be a bit fried. 
<laughs> I, I was like, I was so close to being like, you guys, do you want to reschedule? <laughs> but no, we will power through. It's going to be good. Um, yes. So you'll, y'all will hear more from Misha here and there, um, getting to know her, but what we were going to do today was, um, answer some listener questions. We really haven't done that in a while. It's really been a minute. I have a, a few built up. So I am going to read them out. I always hope we'll get to five. We usually get to like two. Like we, I don't think we've ever gotten to five <laughs> ever. I think it's always like some like epic tangent. <laughs> I know. Okay. I have to pick one. All right. Here we go. This person's username is some idiot. Okay. <laughs> so this isn't me. Some idiot commented. (laughs) I know. Any tips on overcoming exercise addiction? Over a year ago, I started eating very little and exercising a lot. So I lost my period. My eating gradually worsened to the point of a full-on eating disorder. I'm proud to say I've recovered from the eating disorder and I have been eating a normal restriction-free diet over eight months. However, my period has not returned. Several doctors I have visited have told me this is because I'm not a healthy weight, although I have gained some weight even since I started eating more. They say I still exercise too much and have to either decrease my exercise dramatically or stop it altogether as it will be very hard for me to eat enough to get to get back all the energy I lost, I lose from them every day. However, I love exercising so much that I feel that it is impossible for me to tone them down at all. The very thought makes me severely uncomfortable. I really do want to get my period back at my health, but I'm terrified and I am terrified of infertility and osteoporosis. Is there anything I can do to ease these feelings? So this person, under she knows. You know, she knows. And I, I like to think that this question is basically like, how can I stop thinking the way I am thinking to do something differently versus the common question of like, so is there a way that I can just not, that I can recover with exercise? Would you agree? Well, can we just pause and you opened up with this question and we thought we were going to get to five. Like you just opened up with like the meatiest thing. And I'm like, how on earth? I mean, I mean, I just did this. So there's that, you know, with class, but like, but, but like you just opened up with the meatiest thing known to mankind. There's so many. I, I do not, I do not pre-screen the questions. Deal. And that's the, that's why. <laughs> okay. So I feel like it would be so essential for us to actually get clear on not saying that you can't have more than one thing that's important to you, but what is of most importance? You know what I mean? And I think that exercise in itself, so anybody that's listening and you're like, that's me. we need to get really clear on what is the thing that is really the most important to you? Because like I did a, a, a thing about this called like being unstuck because I think this chick has conscious schools I mean we all do so we are this chick right conscious schools and unconscious goals or you know what I mean and so her conscious goal is she said fertility is so important and did she say bone health or did I make that up no she did okay yeah, yeah. so she said fertility which is a really big thing and can get really expensive if like, we don't heal this naturally and bone health is like a lifelong thing, massive thing, if this isn't addressed. But then I think that we have this subconscious goal of, I want to maintain my routine and, or my body composition or my control. And so at this point, if she's still like doing the same thing over and over and over and over, not being able to get any forward progress is we actually need to pause and voice maybe out loud, maybe write it down what direction do you actually want to go in? Because right now you're going in like complete opposite directions, wondering why we're not moving forward. You know what I mean? So I know that she's probably looking for like a routine or someone to follow or X amount of times per day. But I think we actually need to get clear on what is it that you really want right now? 
and you can't have it all. Like I'm going to be the first person probably in, in like your life to tell you that you can't have it all. Yeah, I agree with you. Cause that, literally as you were reading the question, Danny, I wrote out like, is your fear of quitting exercise greater than your fear of your, your health issues, your fertility, your, your bone health. And that's exactly what came to my mind as well. So, and then also just like, what's your intention behind like the exercise? So I think all of that just falls under the bucket of like getting clarity on what your real goals are and your values. Yeah. There's the not exercising makes me severely uncomfortable is like, why what if what about not exercising you know to like Mishi's point you know is the what's the intention behind it that and that's probably like because her question is like tips for helping me alleviate this right would be going probably down that rabbit hole of like figuring out what like what your hang-up is around what exercise is bringing to you and here's the other thing. I mean, I don't think it's controversial, but take with it, take what like you want. Um, I don't think you have to stop exercising, but you clearly can't keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I feel like that's a given, right? You know what I mean? I'm sure that some people, oh, we can't hear you, babe. Yeah, so I would say it's possible with this person, the boundary is too blurred. Right. Right. And so I think that kind of dives into like, nobody said, well, one, what is exercise? What is movement? Have we constricted movement and exercise only to doing what you've done for the past few years? Because I think that we can say, you know, going for a really leisurely walk can be exercise. But if to you exercises, I do five things of hit, and then I work out and then I go on 12 mile hikes and then I go, you know, and run or, you know what I mean? So I think like there's so much to peel back here. Like what is exercise? What is movement? Are you willing to explore different types of exercise in the season of healing? You know what I mean? Because again, yeah. this might be the first time that you've been told you can't do whatever you want in this season of healing. Your body has put down like a boundary. It yeah, is so I think that seems to be one of the hottest things is like, what do you mean? I caught... <laughs> like but but if I but I really want to continue exercising so how are we going to work with that <laughs> you're like you're not hearing me <laughs> yeah. which which again I think I can yeah. say yeah we can continue but there's some tweaks like like you don't get to work out fasted you know yeah. what I mean there's some hard lines like you know maybe we need to decrease the intensity maybe we need to decrease the you know the like frequency you know like yeah so much it's such a loaded question because there's so many wrongs to it you know yeah and you know what guys I do think we're gonna get through this question really like quick personally <laughs> I feel like because I write I feel like this is a good like and Mishi actually helped me compile a really good blog post of everything we've ever written on exercise and AJ <laughs> so let's link to that <laughs> link to the everything you need to know about exercise and ha i'm pretty sure that's what it's called blog post to this um you know, yeah in my head i wonder if like we can create this like you know how like um if yes then go down if no you know what i mean i wonder if we can create a my worst nightmare of excel <laughs> i know right like, yeah. like what if it's like yes i am willing to make adjustments okay then yes you can keep exercising no i'm not okay so then stop here no you can't you know I, I mean? think I did. I think I literally made that quiz. I'm <laughs> almost certain I have that quiz and I took it down out of fear. Let me see. Because I was just like, okay, I feel like 99% sure. <gasps> yes. That hate is going to hate. And uh, just try to charge. I'm looking in right now, but just that, um, does anyone truly know the answer to those? Like, I'm going to look up and see. And I'm going to log in and see if I have it. Yeah. You're like, are you willing to eat before you work out? Yes. And then continue. No. Okay. Stop right here. You actually can't. Are you willing to eat afterwards? Yes. Then you can continue. No. 
Are you willing to like not do supersets? Yes, then you may continue. No, then stop, right? You know what I mean? As in like, I think that there's a really great way that we really can weed out if your mindset is in a place where you are willing and able to make adjustments. Oh, I can't wait for you to put that quiz back up. Maybe we can like, I don't know, make it even beefier, you know? Are you willing to do enjoyment for exercise instead of a rigid routine? No, well then you're probably not ready. <laughs> That's my thoughts. Mishi, any last minute thoughts? I I like that idea because I, I think it just sends people back. I think it helps them get the clarity or at least like where their mindset is at and real and a realization of, of that you can't have it all. Like you may have been told that you can, but like, if you don't want to eat before you work out, then you're still going to end up in, in the same position you're right now. So I love that idea. And yes. there, there it is. About that. There it is. I have a quiz called, can you exercise yet? Um, yeah. You know what? I put it up and then I had, this is interesting. We'll share this information with everyone. I had or a person reply to me about their result being like, I don't want this result. <laughs> right. And their result was like, I honestly could, cannot remember if like, let's say it was something like, I was like, sure. Yes, you you could exercise. You know, here's what um you, what you need to know because that was a result of like absolutely not somewhere in between or like you're ready to start like implementing exercise, right? Because this is inclusive of people who have recovered periods. Um, and I think she was just like, I got this result, but like for this reason, this reason, this reason, I just don't think I should have. You know. And I was like, well, why are you doing the quiz? But um, like, I suppose like it, you know, will people take it too prescriptive and struggle to apply their own important context that we can't? Perhaps, Ash, you want to go through and make like 150 extra questions to just like <laughs> really yeah. make sure, do you know what I'm saying? I thought you would um, never ask. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like we could try with that, but I think like in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, if someone does, because we do have a couple quizzes, I think that they're really helpful um, and people do find them helpful, but absolutely, you know, we have a, a, how long will it take to get your period back quiz where some people get the result and then they get like hung up on the result. Well, I think like when the questions are, do you need validation that you can set down exercise? Yes. Okay. Well then there it is. You, you know what I mean? I think it's actually, you know, like, yes, the question is posed that way, but what we're really offering is clarity on, on you, know, like on your mindset about exercise. You know what I mean? Because I think like once you're able to push, no, I'm not willing to eat before then like, you kind of already know, like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, let's just beef that bad boy up. All right, girlfriend. At a million. When when do you want to do it? Do you want me to put the quiz in the show notes right now? Because it will be done. This won't come <laughs> out for a few it. weeks. Maybe okay, just make sure yeah. that people know context. Like there's nuances and tons of context to your specific. Listen, case. guys, we are not going to if you are listening to this episode, you are the only people who know about the quiz. Quizzes <laughs> in the show notes. So upon going in and doing it, we believe that these are, this is a helpful guide. Be completely honest, right? Don't mm -hmm. answer the questions as if like, well, this is how I would like to feel about this. It's like, no, how do you feel about your, like your answer to this question? Also known as what, like, are your behaviors in line with the answer to the question? Yes or no is like a good way to think about it. And then you can do the quiz. <laughs> All right. And I'll, Ashley, I'll send you the login. I love it. I'm so beat excited. that thing up. I am. Okay. I'm going to get it all up in your all's head in your business. I might even throw in some journal prompts. <laughs> I love it. Okay, cool. Guys, next question. I'm going to hit throw it over to um, Instagram, guys. Yes. All right. Melissa. Melisha, 
perhaps says hello i suffer from ha for around eight months and i wanted to know if there's any possible chance oh any possible chance he might appear back while still exercising <laughs> oh this is a good one yes. okay is it yes. maybe this is just the theme of this um episode i weightlift three times a week um, so is there any possible chance of getting my period back while still exercising, weightlifting three times a week and eating more to fuel the exercise? Because it's very difficult for me to give up lifting. Thank you in advance for your help. I trained three times a week for a long time, roughly for 10 months, but intensity used to fluctuate in the first few months. In the past few months, I've been experiencing night sweats, abdominal cramping and light spotting seven days ago. My training consists of Heavy lifting. I don't do CrossFit, um, any kind of hit or CrossFit, just walks on rest days. Okay, so she just lifts three times a week. I feel like this would be like a little like redundant, but like I just had an intake come in. And so the way I'll start somebody off with is yes, you can keep lifting three times a week. (gasps) Blasphemy, but make sure that there's a rest day in between. Make sure that you're eating before and after. Make sure that there's no supersets. We're cutting out high intensity. I hope that's a kind of like a given that we're not aiming for PRs. We're not pushing for maxes. We're not training hard. That we are truly moving for the sake of moving. And if you're willing to start there, then sure. But if any of that is rubbing you wrong, then like this might be a time to take a sabbatical from the gym. For sure. She, um, and that's not all encompassing, but that's just where I start people off at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's also something to be said with like being able to, you know, give yourself a break for while you heal. That was something that was like really helpful in my own healing journey was completely taking us like letting exercise take a back seat. And like, once I returned back, I was able to like, you know, kind of start all over again. And and it was all about like my own capacity to, to do certain things versus like comparing to other people. I don't know if that like makes any bit of sense, but like I could start my own foundation and do exercises, exercises I actually truly, really enjoyed because I was doing it for myself versus like any other reason, such as like changing my body or manipulating my body or like trying to just compare to somebody else. So I took a complete break and that was the best thing personally for me. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually took a complete break from CrossFit simply because not because I think CrossFit is bad but obviously it's high intensity like we're kind of like working I mean that's kind of like a given but um but because I tried to do CrossFit half you know just like half effort and like that just wasn't working and I just knew that if I was in that environment I would be too competitive I would be so obsessed about what everyone's thinking about me I'd be so obsessed why everyone's confused on why I'm not trying hard or being the fastest or lifting what I can, I would be like, I, it would just be too much, not so much of a trigger. I don't want to say that it was a trigger, but it just would have been too much of an environment that would not let me heal me personally, mentally, because I'm just too competitive. If I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up and go balls out. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I just don't know if there's an area of me that doesn't. So therefore I had to completely switch up and go to like a globo gym. I went at like nine o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. I would Instagram in between sets. You know what I mean? I would run the machine. So I'd start with legs. You know what I mean? I just, I changed up everything, but I still quote unquote lifted and I still exercise, but it was so different. And you know what's really interesting? That's kind of coming to my mind. I didn't follow a program. I literally was just like, I'm gonna do arms. So I'm gonna do all the arm machines or maybe I feel like bench today. So I'm just gonna like bench. I mean, cause like whenever you've been working out for so long, you don't need to be told what to do. Like, you know how to move, you know what I mean? And so I actually think that now that I say it out loud, I actually think that's probably why it was really effective is because I wasn't following an external program. And I was just like, well, I feel like doing biceps today. Yeah, I'll hit some triceps. 
I guess I'll do some, you know, pull-ups, you know what I mean? But I was still moving, but it wasn't at the same capacity. Yeah, I definitely, I still moved in a sense. Like I, I went for, for walks and things of that nature, but it wasn't to the capacity that I was doing it before. And like, I'm same with you, Ashley. It was like a competitive thing. If I was at like a Barry's class or something, I was looking at somebody's treadmill next to me being like, well, I can run faster than they can run. And, and it was never about me. It was never about me or my abilities or my own goals. It was just like, how can I just be better than somebody else? And then like, um, I don't know. I was growing up as a gymnast too. It was just like, like who can get done with their conditioning the fastest. So it was like never about me. And like, I feel like taking that break, I was able to, to do exercise that I truly, really loved. And I was able to create a foundation and meet myself where I was at. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say is like, I was able to meet myself where I was at and be okay with wherever I was at. Doesn't matter where anybody else was at. So. Um, that's so fun. And so just to I know I'm not the only one and I'm going to say it. I hope everyone feels seen. I race in the TSA line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why I'm ahead saying. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm like, look at me. I can get my shoes off the fastest. I mean, I, I'm already like halfway unclothed. My laptop's out, you know, like all, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, like that's just how competitive I am. So I knew that for me to heal, I had to be in a non-competitive environment and yet I'm walking next to somebody or running next to somebody no way you know what I mean so I think it takes a lot of self-awareness and be like is this the environment and here's the other thing this is what I say all the time okay if it's really that you love it then work out at home get some dumbbells cancel your gym membership get some dumbbells and work out at home if it's truly about movement is it truly about movement or are you going to that gym to get a hit of your identity? Like I'm still the fit person. Or, or is it like a productivity thing? Cause like, I remember just like going to the gym, just like hanging all over the Stairmaster being like, check, did it, it's done. Right. And so I find that that challenging clients to take their workouts home, be like, okay, if it's really about that, then just do your workout at home. Yeah. And people will, you know, that's a, it's a deep question because so deep. some people really don't realize that that's a, that's like subconsciously what's happening. Like, no, I really, really do love working out. But if you really do get to the core of it, often it's about what working out allows you to feel about yourself. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy, this is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well. And how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA, and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, 
which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Right, like whether it be that productivity or be that fit person. Um, so yeah, if it really is truly about the movement, I mean, you'll you can move. No one said. Well, I think like, that we. Sorry, go ahead, babe. So no, no one, no one said that movement is not an option, right? So now, when we tell you like what actually is appropriate movement for you, now how do you feel about it? Because if it is just about the movement, and there is appropriate movement, well, that's you getting to have your cake and eat it too. So what's the problem? So if there's a problem with that, we need to understand what what you're actually feeling. And this is something that like you and I talk about in Restore is if it's truly about movement, then go move, but do it differently. If it's truly about movement, then like we wouldn't have any issue going and playing pickleball. Yeah. If it's any, you know, if it's truly about movement, then um, go on that family walk. If it's truly about movement, then, you know, like go play volleyball with your friends who have been asking you, but you say no, because you got to go to the gym because you're trying to glow your, because you're trying to grow your glutes. You know what I mean? If it's truly about movement, then your body is so amazing and you have the ability to move in a million different ways, but you have set your heart and your, and, and like your sights on, I only go to the gym. And therefore the gym is the only thing that can make me happy. Well, then this isn't about movement. This is about a rigid routine. You know what I mean? And so again, kind of circling back to what is a conscious goal and what is a subconscious goal? Because we got some things that are not lining up and hence causing the tension. That's my thoughts. Oh yeah. Amen. All right. Again, links in the description to the blog about exercise. I found another question that, look, question number three. Okay, I found another one that is not exercise related. I don't think. Oh, it sounds interesting though. Okay. McCammy or McKayamy. I understand. Okay, so this is in response to a YouTube video that I recently posted about 2,500 calories. So Ooh. I actually like did a video about it. Circle um, back, and- circle back. Yeah, circle back. And in, but in the video, I basically explain why 2,500 calories is touted often and why it may or may not be beneficial for you to cling to that number, depending on your own unique context. Are you still being active through recovery? Are you six feet tall? You know, like just all of these different nuances that may need to be taken into account. So anyways, she says, I understand the point of this video is that everyone is different. However, I've been eating around uh, 1,600 to 1,700 calories and weigh about 55 kilos and I'm 170 centimeters tall, which is rather tall. What's, what's, what's the pounds? What do you say? 55? 55 kilos is going to be about 135 pounds. Oh, is it one? Okay. Yeah. 135 well, don't kilos. pounds to kilos. It's less. It's about 130. Okay. Oh, let's crush this topic because. Yeah. In fact, it is 125. It's 125. Okay. 170 centimeters tall. It's in feet, everybody is five foot five. Okay, so we have some good context. We have a tall, thin person. She says, even if I managed to hit all the right macros, would I still need to eat a good bit more to see results? I want to do it gradually. And I find the 2,500 mark is probably more directed towards women looking to get their period back ASAP where fast weight gain is more reliable strategy to ensure a quick recovery. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off with that. I am 5'3 and I developed HA 
at 135 pounds, eating 1800 calories. So I'll take the 1600 and raise it to 18. And for me, not only did I have to eat above 2,500, but it was a mental gymnastics for me to even think that. So I get what she's saying. She's like, hold up, hold up. I'm not doing this 400 calorie diet. I'm not doing this thousand calorie diet. Maybe I don't really need that much. And so I think it's one of those things that no one said that you have to do a quick jump. Nobody said that you, you know what I mean? Like your recovery journey is unique and you could do whatever it is that you want to do. And um, that's why I think Danny and I, I mean, this is an early podcast way back in the day. I think we spoke of, oh, I think it was, was reverse dieting, a podcast that we did way back in the day. And so we were like, why about, you, why are you maybe difference between reverse dieting and eating for yeah, or how to use it you know what I mean I think you know because like it was so controversial like can you reverse diet out of it well technically you can if you just keep adding calories but I think it's re- like reverse dieting in, in in the dieting world is so that you maintain your body composition and we clearly talk about how like we're going to let that go so the whole point is, is that everybody thinks that 2500 is so much and um, I thought that too. I thought that too, hundred percent. And I was like, because I'm, well, because I dieted on 1800 calories, there's no way that I need 2,500 to recover. You know what I mean? So what she's saying is a very common experience. You know what I mean? We totally understand it. And I think it's one of those, also one of those things of, no, we can't really actually tell you how, how much you need. Your body's going to be the one that tells you how much you need your chart is going to be the one who tells you how much you truly need like we actually can't tell you but don't be surprised if it's somewhere in that ballpark (laughs) yeah yeah we can not um tell you based on just your height and weight either right like how much you to eat but it's just like interesting with this question right so i've been eating around 16 to 1700 calories she actually says um 1650 to 1750 but it just takes longer to say um and i mean i just want to note here so i've been like kind of itching to bring this up oh but i have so we do a, like a lot of the discovery calls and strategy calls for coaching y'all you're interested book a free <laughs> zero obligation strategy call with us um and you know well, one of the questions early on, I might ask if someone says something like, I've gained a lot of weight, or I think I'm at a healthy body weight, um, or I've already gained a lot of weight. I'll just be like, what's your height and weight? Give me like a visual. I feel like I'm really good at it now. Like just like height, weight, like my brain can just like picture you. Um, And all, you're almost all nowhere near as big as you seem to think you are. Like, this just seems to be, like, very, very rarely are people um, anywhere close to where Ashley and I lost our periods at. Like, people are often very much smaller. Um, And so to be 55 kilos and 170 really is quite lean, you know? So... You know, here's that the other person is going to need more than 1700 calories. Oh, no doubt. But here's the thing. Your body has already spoken that you're too lean. Yeah. Like hundred percent. Like your body has shut off. I mean, like I just nerded out about this, but your leptin receptors and your gonadotropin releasing hormone has ceased. Like, you know, like your body your HPO axis is suppressed due to lack of energy intake. And so you can justify this to your HPO axis all day, but I have found, and this is like one of the toughest things for my clients because all my clients are like really high achieving, really like goal oriented. They all work really hard and they're just like, they're really struggling with the boundary that their body has put down and will not budge. Like I will not budge until energy um, intake has been restored and there's no if, ands, buts about it. And for women like us, we're like, excuse me, did you just tell me no? 
Did you just say that I can't recover on 1800 calories? Mm-hmm. And then we go down this thing of that something must be wrong. There's something must be wrong with me, right? And so the reason why I like to share the, the, the weight that I developed HA at, not because I think it's um, the highest that I've seen of somebody, like we've had a few people who've had, you know, higher weights develop HA, but because most people are recovering their cycle where I lost it. And so I think it's just a healthy reminder that HA isn't because, um, like, like you just can't box it into, this is your weight. This is your body fat percentage. I mean, like I shared before, or, or this is my BMI, you know what I mean? Because my BMI was in the fertile range and I still developed HA. So, so I think it's just important, the more and more we share this type of context, while some communities find it triggering, it can actually be really confrontational in a really helpful way to be like, oh, I may not be a unicorn. Yep. Like if we're going through this whole time thinking my, my body weight is totally sufficient, Mm -hmm. this isn't a problem. And no one's out there saying, Hey, actually being five foot five or five foot four, or even five foot three or even five foot two at 55 kilos is still too late. Like if no one's saying that you don't have any reference point and you're going to continue just feeling like the fact that you have gained some kind of weight must be enough. Sorry, Mishi, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just kind of like tagging on a little bit of what Ashley has been saying. But like, if she says that she's been able to live off of that amount, well, yeah, exactly. Like her metabolism, mm-hmm. our, our bodies are master adapters. Like her metabolism is off, obviously like downregulated. And it, she's been able to like maintain that through adaptation. And she may feel really good because she's running off of cortisol. So it'll, I think it all comes back down to like how optimal is your cycle? If you don't have a cycle, then that tells us everything that we need to know about, you know, your idea of like what a healthy BMI is or what your body type should, should be looking like. So I think it just all kind of coincides with whatever Ashley was, was saying, just wanted to add those little tidbits. Well, you know, I was listening to this podcast and she said something, Amanda Montalvo, and she was saying something so good that that your body has been compensating and adapting for so long that once it shows up in your blood, like it's here, meaning that like you've likely had symptoms and issues that you are, that like you've experienced and possibly normalized before it shows up in your blood test that once it shows up in your blood test, I mean, like you're here, like you've arrived but that does not mean that your body hasn't been adapting or trying to compensate for years, like years, you know what I mean? And so I think that that's the other thing is like, oh, well, I just lost my cycle, but how long has your body been trying to overcompensate, you know? So that's just a, like a perspective that just kind of blew my mind. I was like, yeah, you right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one of the things I think we always try to do is read between the lines in questions too. So it says, if I managed to hit all the right macros, would I still need to eat a good bit more to see results? I want to do it gradually. And I find that the 2,500 mark is probably more directed to women who are looking to get their period back ASAP where fast weight gain is more reliable strategy. It's like, I don't think that this person is not looking to get her period back ASAP. I think she's looking to get her period back ASAP with the least amount of weight gain possible. And that um, there's a possible belief too that calories won't matter if macros are in in check, which is an interesting perspective. So interesting. Yeah. I had like a, I, I did a discovery call like way back when I first started coaching and I lost a client to like, she's like, I just think I need my macros to be perfect. And I was like, okay, that's like, if I'm going to let you go down that path and then maybe one day you'll circle back and realize that that's not, that's not what's going on here. <laughs> she's like, I think I need a macro coach. Oh, <laughs> but that was me. I did that too. I was like, my macros just aren't right. I just need different. I just need the macros. Is I know. I know. I just need a different combination 
Uh, you, but you know what, you know, like I love moments like that just because it reminds me of like, oh yeah, that was me too. You know what I mean? I think it's so important that like moments like that as a coach, I'm like, yep, I totally get where you're at and you're not ready. And when you are ready, come back. Like I have no like problems being on this call, knowing that you're not ready. Yeah. That's, that's such a okay. good point. I love that Misha brought that up too. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're, I think this is good to share with people too, so they can like see in themselves, like where, where they fall. If you get on a call with someone and they're like, um, not really, they're still very focused and like really have a bit of hope attached to, um, still being able to control every single thing right? Like I could, I still hold on hope to being able to get my cycle back and track my macros and um, not gain any weight, yada, yada. You're not going to hire us because what you're looking for is someone to say, oh my gosh, yeah, we have the plan that will allow for you to do those things. So well, you're, yeah, you're like also looking for that secret magic formula, which I sought after for five years. It's almost like chasing the fountain of youth. You're like, but I can get my period back and stay lean. I just need different macros. I just to find, there. yeah, like I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means you're just not ready. Because I know when I enlisted help, it was because I had reached that point where I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to do some things. I'm not sure how like what they are and I'm not um going like what like sure there was probably a part of me that was looking for um help so that I can like so that I could control some aspect of it but I knew that there was going to have to be a level of um stepping outside of my comfort zone that was going to have to happen and until you're ready to do that, you're not going to really, you're, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but until you're ready to do that, I think you're going to stay right where you are right now. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I, and I think it's important to mention, like, it's okay to, to be that person and it's okay to be in that position mm-hmm. because I, I think like, it's really important that you do try to do it your own way so that when it comes time to the realization that you that didn't work for you you have some objective like data and evidence to to move forward and to take somebody else's advice versus like you only having like I don't know one experience so I, I think it's okay to go through that process oh I was not going to commit unless I did like there was zero commitment level from me until until I tried these things out by myself you know what I mean so that's why I'm just like absolutely recovery is possible for you you will get there yeah that's it's quasi-recovery. Yeah. 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 that's everybody I think everybody goes through a phase of quasi recovery of where they're just like this is not happening I'm gonna keep my body I'm gonna get my period I'll figure it out that's just the personality of an ha or hands down well it's just a condition of um yeah even I feel, I feel like that most people, absolutely most people will have to go through that roller coaster of emotion. It's really just the only way. And yeah, you, of course you need to try it your way. You need to see if it's possible. And I don't think you could blame anyone. Like, I don't think you could possibly blame anyone for being like, you know, if I don't have to go through that emotional turmoil and I can continue to just like fit in and be accepted by everyone and praised, like, yeah, you're going to try and do that. Yeah, I like, think everybody on this call did. <laughs> 100%. So it's it's really just like where they're at in their journey mm-hmm. and like of, of discovery for this. And then it goes one of two ways. You, you're like, oh, well, screw that. I'll just get treatment, you know, or okay. Like I'm going to have to make some huge fundamental changes to how I perceive everything about food, exercise, body image, relationships, praise from others, uh, et cetera. So yeah, like the yeah. deep work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the deep work, exactly. And the, that know, has to be an option. 
honestly, you know, Danny and I talk about this too, that we wouldn't have even, I don't think I would have gone down the road if someone's like, and by the way, you need to address your identity issues. I would be like, I would be like, I know my identity. I'm fine. Bye. You know, like I just need my hormones. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. that that was me. Y'all, I was the most resistant client known to mankind. Like that was me. And again, I think sometimes somebody doesn't need to know all that they have to go through to get started. How many people who are wildly successful are like, if you knew that you had to do all this for your business, would you do it? Knowing which, you know what I mean? And, and they're like, absolutely not. I would not have signed up for it, but I don't regret it. Right. Just because like we are so conditioned to stay comfortable. It's an, it's a human thing if we're too hot we, we turn on the ac if we're too cold we put on a jacket if we don't like the taste of our water we put you know what i mean like you know like we're constantly like up leveling how comfortable we can be mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that's a fun way of considering it yeah yeah it's not within our like evolutionary genetics it's not in our biology to like seek out challenge for most people um those people are very special those people are like doing free soloing and stuff you know what I mean the rest of us are good (laughs) good to be comfortable so I and that's just totally that's totally it right it's an and staying right where I am is significantly more comfortable even if it's quite uncomfortable it I at least know and I have become comfortable with it like with my problems and with my pain and with my lack of period, I'm like, I'm more comfortable with that than with changing something about it. Yeah. And on that note, it is wild how much we have normalized and gotten comfortable with really uncomfortable symptoms that are completely reversible. Like, I cannot comprehend how long I went with painful sex simply because I wanted to keep my abs rather than having like natural lubrication. You know what I mean? Just from increased estrogen. How, I mean, like, can we pause and be like, how many, how long have you been having painful sex? Or none because you have no sex drive. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, I honestly think I thought that I was just like asexual. I was just like, I just don't think I'm I think I could just live in a remote island and just, you know, be fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, that's kind of wild. And again, no shame. You know, I have one client, she's still with me. Obviously, like we're working through like the emotional side of things because she recovered pretty quickly. But she's like, I'm not stopping until my sex drive is back. I'm like, yes, you, you right. We shouldn't. You know what I mean? Um, so I just think it's like, that's reversible. Like it doesn't actually have to to be that way. I think to expand on that idea a little bit there, I feel like in some senses, there's almost like life has to be like, uh, like painful or life has to be hard in order to be successful. Like things have to be really hard. Like, I feel like there's that narrative that plays. And so like people accept, uh, a lesser vibrant life or people accept, um, the symptoms because they believe that that's part of success or having a good life. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. We have also normalized being in a less healthy state um, as people, haven't we? Oh, it's just something that happens. Like as you get older, um, it's okay. I could just get treatment for it. I could just take this, take that for it. It's all a choice. You know, it really is all a choice. You can choose to stop dieting and you can choose to stop like letting how your body is going to change, get in the way of just doing what is recommended for you to do for your health, or you can choose for it to still like lead and dictate the decisions you make and how you live your life. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was cool. We did three. Um, Thanks guys. That was fun. Appreciate it. If y'all have questions you want to answer, you can post them on YouTube comment or you can send them in an Instagram DM and we save them up for occasions just like these or we will just straight answer you in the DM. (laughs) Either way, 
please, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe to this channel. If you listen to the podcast, leave a rating. And we'll see you guys next week for more. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So temp drops accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs. And then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction. Temp drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the temp drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code so just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code afha society i think too if you just go to tempdrop.com and and use um, afha society at the checkout that will work too so happy temping and good luck This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural 
This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.